Thanks, Danny and Margaret. Uh, we're going to uh, hear the Word of God now preached, and as we do that, I'll pray for us. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your Word. We thank you for your wisdom. And we pray this morning, Lord, as we hear it, uh, that uh, you would teach us, uh, that we would be wise, uh, you would grow in us that wisdom through the Lord Jesus Christ and by your Spirit. Uh, so we might live lives that are pleasing to you, uh, lives that glorify you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today in our Wisdom for Life series, looking at wisdom and friendship. And what I do when I'm prepping sermons is I often just chuck into Google some of the terms to see if there's any stories out there or things to uh, get my thinking going. And so this time I was, I was putting into the Google search bar friends and friendship. And of course, uh, this comes up. Um, and, and Google sort of reads you and there's all these algorithms start to pump videos into your Facebook feed. And so I just had friends video after friends video in my Facebook feed this week. And of course, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the, the great sitcom of the 90s, Friends, uh, six friends living in New York and all their adventures. And I watched a few of the videos and um, I realised just how old-fashioned it was starting to look. And not just the clothes and the hair, uh, but the friendship, um, the hit song at the start of Friends, you'll know, is I'll Be There For You. Uh, and that's what these friends were. They were always there for one another. They were close. They were committed. They were caring. And like the show, I wonder, has that kind of friendship gone out of fashion in our day? Now, when is the last time you really thought about friendship? Or I wonder, what kind of friendships do you have in your life? And do you give much uh, thought to them and work to them. Because I think of all the relationships we have, we can kind of think friendship is the least important. Uh, of course, family, uh, we are born into our families, we don't choose them and we're very close to them a lot of the time. Uh, then there's marriage as well, that other relationship, very significant, uh, where you ask someone to marry you and you sign on the dotted line and you're committed to one another. Um, you don't really do that with friends. Uh, you don't ask someone, will you be my friend? Like you do that in kindergarten, but then after that, normally you don't really say to people, will you be my friend? It's not that formal. And so friendships are kind of this relationship that we just kind of think, we'll just take it or leave it, see how they come and go, I'm not going to give much thought to it. But I think that is wrong. Um, we should give much more careful thought to our friendships. Um, one reason, because the Bible gives attention to friendships. Uh, and so Proverbs talks about the goodness of friendships and the help that they are. Here's some, here's some Proverbs you might have heard before. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And then finally, Proverbs 27, 9. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. Uh, hopefully you have experienced some of that pleasantness and goodness in friendship. But there's also a dark side to friendship as well that I think we all know. Um, the pain of loneliness, right, of not being a part of the group, of not having someone to share your life with, not having someone close or maybe you've had that experience of having lots of friends but still feeling lonely. 
because uh, no one really understands you and you don't have a real close bond with anyone. And you seem like sometimes people can only like you for what you give rather than who you are. And then there's the sadness of friendships that end. Uh, I'm sure we've all had those people in our lives that we used to see a lot of and get along with well, but now, for whatever reason, we just don't see them anymore. We don't talk to them. And that's a part of life. It happens for different reasons, but it always comes with a degree of pain and loss. And so I think we can see here friendships, they're just too much a part of life. They're too good. They're also too fragile for us just to take it or leave it. Uh, there's something we should be very carefully uh, be thinking about uh, and working on in our lives. And so the question today as we come to the Word of God is, how can we be wise in friendship? I want to start by just remembering what is wisdom uh, as we think about wisdom from the Word of God. Well, wisdom is about understanding reality and living in step with it. That's what it means to be wise. And the reality that we live in is a world created by God. And he is a relational God. Uh, He is one God, but he is Father, Son, and Spirit in relationship. And he created us in his image uh, for relationship with him, but also relationships with one another. And so that is why we are just drawn to others and to friendships. Uh, That's why we long for that intimacy with God and one another, because that's the way that God wired us. And so friendships we see in the Bible, they're a good gift from God uh, to be enjoyed. That's what friendships are. They were God's idea. But like all our other relationships in our life, uh, they're damaged by sin as well, which is why we experience that pain that we experience in friendship. This is also why we shouldn't expect our friends to be perfect. Uh, Our friends will let us down. That's why we shouldn't expect our friends to fulfill us and, and all our needs Uh, Because that is not what they were created for and they just cannot do that. But the Bible also talks about hope for friendship. Because like all other relationships, uh, friendship is being wonderfully redeemed through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Now that is a a lot in a short amount of time. But if you'd like to think more about friendships, and uh, this is not the end of the sermon by the way, But if you'd like to think more about the wisdom of friendships, there's a great book called Made for Friendship by Drew Hunter. Talks about that kind of theology. Talks about wisdom in friendships. That that is a place to go deeper. Uh, But for today, I just want to talk about uh, how we can be wise in friendships, beginning with uh, the friendship we were created for, friendship with God, and how through that uh, we can view and live in all other friendships in a way that is wise. So let's begin now with friendship with God. Now, it is the most wonderful reality in life that we can be friends with God. Uh, the ancients, ancient peoples didn't really think this was possible because God was so high above us and so different. How could anyone ever be friends with God? But what we see in the Bible is that God wants to be our friend. Right? He made us for this. And he also made it very clear when he came in the Lord Jesus Christ, when God walked the earth, uh, we saw this clearly. Um, So what do we see when when, when we see Jesus? Uh, We see this normal, approachable guy. Uh, He would go to weddings. Uh, He would go to people's houses for dinner. 
Uh, he, would, uh, he would just hang out with people. He, of course, had the 12 disciples, uh, that close group of friends that he spent three years with, teaching them, sharing life with them, loving them. Um, and he also saw he had, besides the 12 disciples, he had other friends as well. Uh, for example, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Uh, you might know the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Uh, that was because Lazarus had died, his friend. And because he was with Mary and Martha and they were weeping together over this loss. And then surprisingly, we see Jesus called the friend of sinners in the Bible. And he didn't deny that. Uh, he drew near to sinners, to tax collectors, to prostitutes, uh, to the outcasts of society. Right? And Jesus' friendship transformed their lives. And then we come to this most amazing statement that we read in John 15 uh, that is for all of us, and let's read it together. As Jesus was having his final meal with his disciples before he, he died, he said this to them. John 15, 15. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. So Jesus here calls his disciples friends. Right? They're not servants uh, in that sense. Right? And this is a huge turning point in God-human relationships, that you can be a friend of God. Right? And to be friend of God through Jesus means that you're invited to draw near to him, right? to, to know him. That means to be in relationship with him, to know his mind and his heart, to know his plans for the future. It's a wonderful privilege that Jesus invites his disciples to come and be his friends. And even, even better, it means you are loved by Jesus. And how does he love us? We see that in John 15, 13. Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And Jesus did that. Jesus laid down his life for his friends. And this was not because they deserved it. Because of their sin, they were enemies of God. But Jesus, dying in their place, took their sin upon himself so that they could be reconciled to God in peace and be called his friends forever. Now just, just stop and think what a massive privilege it is to be called friend of Jesus. And if you're someone who is a believer, like the disciples, that is what you are. You are friend of Jesus. And if you're someone who is not a believer, this is what you can be. Uh, you can be friend of Jesus through believing in him, a friend of God through him. And then, of course, you know, everything that is good about friendship is perfected in Jesus, uh, who was the perfect human. Uh, so when we read verses in Proverbs about friends, we can, we can know these were perfected in Christ. Uh, a friend who loves at all times. This is Jesus. You know, sometimes I think uh, that we think uh, Jesus kind of has to be our friend when we believe in him, like this transaction takes place. Uh, he doesn't really want to be our friend, but he just has to because we believed in him. Uh, kind of like when, I don't know if your dad ever said to you, hey, go and be friends with that kid because he's got no friends. Go and hang out with him, you know. We kind of think, you know, God the Father said to Jesus, go and hang out with those guys because they've got no friends. But that's not how it is with Jesus. Uh, he wants to be our friend. 
Right? He, he loved us before we loved him. He died for us because of his great love. See, other friends will, will never love you like Jesus loves you. He is a friend who loves at all times. And then he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Right? Other friends, they're going to come and go. They're going to let you down, but not Jesus. Uh, he will stick with you always. He will never leave you. Right? Jesus, think about it. He has purchased you with his blood, so you belong to him. Uh, he has united you to himself by the Spirit. Uh, that is closer than any family bond. And Jesus says nothing will ever separate you from this love. Right? Jesus will stick closer than a brother. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend. And, right, and it's this friendship, understanding this friendship, that will give you wisdom to engage in all your other friendships in life. You know, just think about this friendship with Jesus brings you freedom in your friendships. You don't need friends to fulfill you because you're fulfilled in Christ. So you can enter friendships with that freedom just to enjoy them for the good gift they are. And it also gives you a great purpose in friendship because you know God, you know what friends are for and you know how best to love them. So you can be a great friend because you have a friend uh, with God, because you are friends with God. And so just to finish off this sermon, I just want to think about uh, the next step in friendships, in being wise in friendships, uh, knowing God, is to choose our friends wisely. Because uh, this is an emphasis that we see in Proverbs, uh, how important it is uh, to the friends you have, how important they are to your life. So one of the overriding themes in Proverbs uh, that we just read today is staying on the path of wisdom that leads to life and avoiding the path of foolishness and wickedness that leads to death. Um, so for example, Proverbs 4, we read, do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it, do not travel on it, turn from it and go on your way. And so notice there's paths there and there's people on the paths, there's evildoers and there is the wicked and, and we're all walking on these paths together. And the picture that Proverbs gives us is that, is that they're calling to us. They're inviting us to come with them and we're, we're drawn along these paths. And so we need to be careful in the way that we walk and the people that we walk with. And so Proverbs, again, Proverbs 13.20 tells us, uh, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, I saw this influence uh, of friends in my own life very clearly. Uh, there was a year where I was playing professional football, uh, and that was my last year. I had a group of friends playing footy. And then the very next year, I went to Bible college full-time. And so I had a, a, sort of a new group of friends there. And the difference between this group of friends and the influence they had over me and this group was just massive. Uh, it was so clear how much influence friends have over us. And I, and I love my footy friends. I'm thankful for them still. Uh, but it was this group of friends at Bible College uh, that really helped my relationship with God so much more. Because right? that's what friends do. They influence our character. They influence our relationship with God. And so it's important, um, of course, to choose your friends wisely. And Proverbs tells us that very clearly. Proverbs 12, 26 says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. 
And so basically, as we think about the friends that we choose or, or are friends with, there's really two groups. Uh, there's Christian friends and then there's non-Christian friends. So believers and then those who do not believe. And so I want to think about, just to finish up, how do we interact, choose these friends? And the first thing I want to say is you want to prioritise your Christian friends. Now we see, if you read the Bible, you'll see one of the, the terms for Christians is friends. Um, writers address churches as friends. Uh, the first thing we see Christians doing in Acts is being friends, uh, getting together, breaking bread, praying, sharing life together. And that's because when you're united to Christ by faith, you're also united to others who are united to Christ, others in the church. Uh, and so believers are called friends, and it's really important to have good Christian friends. Uh, many years ago, I was leading this small group of year nine boys, very rowdy, very hard to teach them the Bible. We tried to do just a few things, and one of them was I was trying to get these guys to be friends. These year nine boys, I knew if they could be friends, that would help them so much to keep following Jesus. And so that was one of the goals for them, to, to be friends. And it's because, you know, the Bible tells us this is so good for us. Now, Proverbs 27, 17 is an example of the goodness of this. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Right, apply this to your Christian friends. They are those who sharpen your faith in Jesus. They are those who spur you on toward love and good deeds and keep reminding you of the great hope we have in Jesus. Uh, they are so important. And I don't know if you thought about this, but uh, you can go to a depth of friendship with a, with a Christian, with another Christian, that you just can't go with someone who's not a believer. Uh, with a Christian, you share the same Lord, you share the same spirit, you have the same values, you have the same goals, you're heading to the same place. Uh, so you can go to a great depth of relationship that you just can't with others who don't share that. Uh, so it's so important to prioritise Christian friendships in your life. Now, you know, when it comes to Christian friends, um, you want to be friends with everyone in the church on one level, but of course that's not possible to go deep with everyone. Uh, so it's good to then think about who are a few people that I can have a deep friendship with uh, who are Christians, uh, who can help me in my walk with Jesus and I can help them as well. Who are those people that you can be friends with? Uh, think about those. If you don't have any, think about who they could be. If you have them, thank God, tell them. Say, hey, you're a great friend. I'm very thankful to God for you. And then uh, finally, as we think about uh, our non-Christian friends, uh, we want to love your non-Christian friends. Now, I have lots of friends who are not believers. I'm sure that you do as well. And I just want to think about this, though. Given the influence that friends have on us, is it wise to have non-Christian friends? Right, Proverbs gives us lots of warnings in this area. So it looks like, on some level, it's, it's a bad idea. But then we see Jesus, uh, who was perfect, and of course he had uh, unbelieving friends. And so it seems that it's okay to have non-Christian friends and to be with them, uh, but we need to be cautious about that and also try and be really wise uh, when it comes to those relationships. And I think a great question to ask is this one. Who's influencing who? Right, who's influencing who in the relationship? Am, am I influencing uh, this friend for their good and the glory of God? Uh, or are, are they influencing me uh, 
harming my faith, turning me away from God. And if you realise you're in a friendship that is actually harming your relationship with God, you will need to make some changes, but possibly even ending the friendship. Now that can sound really drastic. But but think about this. Uh, It was Jesus who said, it is better to cut off your right hand and enter heaven than it is to have two hands but go to hell. Such is the seriousness of sin and obedience to Jesus. It's it's just not worth sticking with a friend uh, who is not helping you to follow Jesus. And so if you're in those friendships, uh, be thinking about who is influencing who here uh, and what changes need to be made. But hopefully uh, the opposite's happening uh, and it is you who is influencing them. Right? And this is one of the great things about having non-Christian friends is that you have somebody to share the gospel with. You have someone to talk about the friendship of Jesus with. Uh, and of course, that is not the only reason that you are friends with unbelievers. Uh, you can be friends with them. You can give thanks to God for them. You can enjoy that friendship. Um, but be always thinking about, if, if I truly love this person, then I'll be wanting to tell them about Jesus. There's a story that Rico Tice tells, uh, who's a a British evangelist, and uh, he was a a believer, and he preached a sermon, and he gave the tape of the sermon to his friend to listen to, or a group of friends to listen to, Uh, and so his friends were listening to this, back in the days when they had tapes, obviously, Uh, his friends were listening to this tape, and one of his friends heard Rico talking about uh, making the point that it's either Jesus who pays for our sin, and we can go to heaven, or we pay for our sin in hell. Rico made that point. And his friend heard this, and he got so upset with Rico because he said this. He said, if that's what Rico believes, the fact that he said nothing to me in months means he's not really my friend. Right? Because if he really loved him, he would have told him about Jesus, warned him about hell. And Rico agreed. He said, yeah, actually, you're, you're right. If I loved you, I would tell you about Jesus. And so, you know, we too, we should love our non-Christian friends, uh, enjoy them, be thankful for them. But if we really love them, we'll be praying for and thinking about how can I tell them about Jesus? Again, uh, this takes wisdom. Um, And many of you have friends like this you've been praying for, you've been maybe even told them before and they've not been that interested I just want to say to you guys, keep going. Uh, Keep praying for them. Uh, Keep loving them. Keep showing them Jesus. And and just pray that God will do that great work in their hearts. Okay, so that's it for today. How can we be wise in friendship? Well, first of all, start by just enjoying the phenomenal privilege it is to be called friend of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Enjoy Jesus as that friend that he is who loves you. And then through that, uh, love your friends. Prioritise those Christian friends that are going to help you follow him uh, and love those non-believing friends by showing them Jesus. Uh, Let's give thanks to God for our friends now and uh, pray for those things we've been talking about. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the the amazing privilege it is uh, to be called your friend through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We thank you for his death, for our sin, and Lord, we thank you that we are so loved uh, and so connected 
with you uh, through Jesus by your spirit. And Father, we pray that uh, in light of this, that we would be wise in our friendships. Lord, help us to choose our friends carefully, uh, knowing what is important. And Lord, help us to love our friends deeply uh, by pointing them to you and your salvation and friendship that comes through Christ. Father, I pray you would do this work in us by your spirit. Uh, Help us when we struggle and stumble uh, and pick us up as the good friend that you are to keep going and following you. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.